0: Welcome back to the Lubin Link, a podcast by the Lubin School of Business where we talk to former Lubin students who mastered business school and are now mastering the business world and beyond. I'm Sophia Periconi, the Assistant Director of Digital and Social Content for the Lubin School of Business and your host for today's episode of the Lubin Link. Today, we're sitting down with Lubin alumna Leah Gaffney, who took the Lubin School of Business by storm. Leah majored in advertising and integrated marketing communications, double minored in digital marketing and arts and entertainment management, while holding leadership positions in several different clubs, and still managed to have a job lined up even before graduating in just three years. Today, she's sharing how she balanced work, school, and life, how Lubin professors helped her get her foot in the door, and how an on-campus event led her to the job she has today. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for joining us on the Lubin Link today. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Of course. And obviously, you were such a busy student when you attended Lubin, so I can't imagine how busy you are now. So we really appreciate you making the time for us.
1: Yeah, definitely. I love to still be a part of the PACE community, so I'll help out in any way I can.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. So Before we get into kind of what you do today, tell us about yourself, where you're from, and what led you to the Lubin School of Business.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'm actually originally from Central Connecticut, which is just about three hours outside of the city. Um, And I actually, in high school, I was very involved in musical theater and such. And so I first heard about Pace uh, just because of its musical theater program. And um, in my senior year, you know, college um, decisions came around and I was just kind of stressed about really what I wanted to do. But I decided that I would probably personally feel more fulfilled if I pursued a career in business. And so I chose marketing just because it kind of has some elements of performance within it, you know, when you're pitching a client to someone, um, and just representing your brand to other people, that's essentially what you're doing when you're performing. So I thought, okay, that might be a good fit for myself. And that pretty much just led me to the Lubin School of Business and it ended up being the perfect fit for me. I had so many incredible opportunities and I met so many great professors that I will cherish with me for the rest of my life.
0: And you were obviously a part of many clubs. You mentioned all the opportunities you had, but before we go into all of the things you were involved with, did you come onto campus knowing how involved you would be in college life?
1: Uh yes and no. Um in high school I was just always trying to do things. I felt like I wasn't really doing anything if I wasn't super busy with my schedule and so I was like, okay, let me try to just be involved in everything. But I didn't realize how involved I would get with Lubin specifically. Um I originally just started, you know, as a freshman wanting to be just exposed to many different opportunities, so I joined clubs like Setter Stage, and I was a part of the Honors College, and those were a little less focused on, you know, my major in the business side of things, but pretty much I joined AMA my freshman year and then continued on with them throughout my entire time at Pace, and that was really what set me on the path of just being super involved with Lubin specifically.
0: Kind of going off of that question, did you know what you wanted to do once you graduated, or did you just know you wanted to go into marketing business and just, you know, something general like that? Or did you know exactly what you wanted your title to be once you graduated?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually that's the thing about marketing at least for me and especially with my time at Pace, I took a lot of different marketing courses. And so at the end of my last semester at Pace, I was like, is this what I want to do? Where do I want to be? And I knew I wanted to be a leader in the marketing industry My goal has always been to be CMO eventually. Um, But one of the things I struggled with, at least in my last year of Pace, is like I've been exposed to so many different opportunities. I was on the sales team and for a while I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the top sales leader at this company. Or I was doing a lot of social media, both in an internship and for AMA at one point. And I was like, I want to be a social media or content planner. And so I think because of all of the opportunities I had, at Pace, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed with what I could do. And so right now I'm pursuing a career in um, marketing research, which is also something I was exposed to while I was on the brand marketing team at Pace. And I love my job right now. It is the perfect fit for after graduation. And I think it's almost the happy middle ground between what I've learned and what I've done at Pace. So I have some elements of Marketing research, of course, from my courses, but I also get to do a lot of presentations, which kind of taps into my sales side and um, that performance aspect as well. So definitely a challenge deciding what I wanted to do, um, but marketing was always the end goal.
0: And it's good that you were able to take sort of parts from all of the different things you liked. You mentioned like you're, it's almost like you're performing when you're doing pitches. And then Mm -hmm. you have aspects from all the clubs you're a part of. And you're just, it's kind of tied up all into one, which is really nice to hear. So going off of those opportunities, this is a mouthful for me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were part of the Honors College. You were a member of the IDM lab. You were captain of the Lubin sales team, president of the brand marketing team, and you held leadership positions within the American Marketing Association, first of all. Amazing. Good for you. Congratulations. (laughs) That's so awesome. But how did you, you know, kind of balance all of those positions while going to school full-time? You mentioned you had an internship or a few internships. What was that work-life school balance
1: like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in my freshman year, it was definitely an adjustment. Also just having to manage, you know, the typical transitions of going to college and such. But I've always been a big list girl. And so I have both an agenda and a separate notebook I keep to write down everything that I have to do. And I love the feeling of crossing things off. And I made lists specific to each thing I was a part of, just so that I can kind of prioritize, you know, if I have to do homework at a certain point, or if we had to have a project or something due for the brand marketing team, when I was on it, I had to make sure that you know, I was managing all those different dates for those different groups that I was a part of. And so having those separate lists really helped me. And then I am a very huge Excel fan, um, both in my current job now, of course, but also when I was at Pace. And so I made a spreadsheet pretty much with all of my different assignments I had. And each tab was um, for the different groups, like whether it was homework or AMA or such, I would sort it by the date that it was due, and then cross off the list as I went. And it was color coded and pretty. And that was like one of my favorite things I had while I was, you know, in college and everything. So that pretty much saved me.
0: I love that. I love how organized you are. You should make (laughs) a planner and sell it because I like lists. I love the feeling of Mm -hmm. crossing things off lists. I will literally put something on a list just so I can cross it out. Oh, But, (laughs) But if you could like make an Excel notebook or something and sell it to people to keep them organized I swear I would buy
1: it I will definitely look into doing that I've seen some people do it on TikTok actually and I was like hmm, that might be something interesting to you know try out yeah. so maybe I will
0: <laughs> a little side hustle there definitely so how did all of those positions and experiences shape your time at Lubin overall
1: I really like to tell people whenever I've spoken to freshmen, or I know a couple of people back at home who are just asking me about my time at PACE, just being a part of those organizations really made my entire college. I feel like I never learned as much as I did without, like I would have never learned as much as I did without being a part of those organizations. So like specifically with the brand marketing team, It was a culmination of every single class I had taken at PACE thus far. And that's the thing I loved most about it, just that I can actually see how the work I was doing in classes would play out in the real world since we were kind of acting like an agency um, for the company client that we had to work with and just looked at each part of a marketing campaign and beyond and I thought that was just such a valuable life experience for me. And it's something that I will always remember. And also with the sales team, that's pretty much where I found my foundation, just for my confidence and my communication skills. And that's also something I'll care with me just throughout my entire career.
0: How do, mm-hmm. how did being in leadership positions kind of maybe transform you into the woman you are today and give you that yeah. confidence and all of those skills?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, back to the brand marketing team, um, I was at the time just in my second year of college when I joined. And um, I believe now you can be a junior or a senior to be a part of it. But at the time when I first joined, you had to be a senior. And so just being a part of a course where I had to lead people who were older than me, I had a definite case of imposter syndrome, which I'm sure you've also felt as well, Sophia, just in your entire career. And that was always something that I just had to take a step back whenever I was feeling overwhelmed, or just felt like I couldn't you know, lead the group of people I was with, I had to take a step back and just say, okay, I'm here for a reason. And I am going to do the best job that I can possibly give. And that's, that's enough.
0: That's really good advice. Even if, you know, you're on a path right now. And just generally speaking, if anyone's on a path right now, and it doesn't work out in the long run, you're still there for a reason. I mean, maybe you're learning something, learning something Mm -hmm. about yourself. So That is very good advice. So you came onto campus with a lot of extra credits from high school, which allowed you to graduate in three years, which was absolutely amazing. But how did those credits allow you to take advantage of other opportunities on campus that you may not have been able to take advantage of if you didn't have those extra credits?
1: Yeah, definitely. So because of all the extra room in my class schedule, I was able to add on two minors. So I had a minor in digital marketing, and then I had a minor in arts and entertainment management. And I think for me, the arts and entertainment management minor was so important just so that I can have that element of performance and musical theater still kind of in my life, even though I wasn't necessarily pursuing a career as a performer. And so one of the cool things I got to do with that minor was actually do my senior honors thesis on marketing in the age of COVID-19 in the Broadway industry. And so I compared two different companies, Playbill and the Broadway League, and just everything they did throughout the pandemic and beyond. And that was just super interesting to dive into, because it wasn't something really that I knew I could kind of research and learn about. And because of all the extra time I had with my schedule and everything, I got to work very closely with Professor Chris Ramos, who is the head of the arts and entertainment management department. And so that was really cool to experience and just work with him on that. And then for my digital marketing minor, I actually pursued this minor because of Dr. Randy Preluck, who I like to say was my informal mentor just at Lubin because she was the one who got me my first internship when I was at Pace. And we just maintained a great connection throughout my three years there. And so I took her social media marketing class, since that was always something that just interested me, but I really didn't have the formal experience in. And so that was really fun to kind of get the chance to, you know, make TikToks in class um, <laughs> and make Instagram posts and play around with Canva and stuff. And so that was a really great experience and definitely something that I wasn't planning on taking as a course, but because I had the extra room, you know, it was very helpful to just say, okay. Okay. I'm interested in this. I want to try it out. Let's do it. So that was pretty cool.
0: And you mentioned Dr. Preluck helped you get your first internship. Can you kind of talk about how professors on campus are also a great resource on top of the clubs, on top of the classes?
1: Yes, definitely. So I actually remember being in Dr. Pre-luck's, um principles of marketing class. And she was like, anybody want this internship? And I was like, so scared to raise my hand. So I spoke with her after class, and we kind of talked about it. And she um, gave me a referral and kind of broke down, you know, what would be expected of this interview process. And long story short, that's how I got the internship. But um, we talked a lot throughout the years and just kind of giving advice, you know, like where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And so that was a really great you know mentor to have and connection to have as well um and then i also had a great relationship with a couple of my advisors for the organizations that i was in so i became very close with um professor nakin and dr shagors who head up the brand marketing team as well as professor Fain and professor Markvitz, who led up the sales team and just being Involved in going to all these events with them really allowed me to establish a connection and whenever I needed advice or whenever I Really wasn't feeling like, you know, back to that imposter syndrome thing. I really wasn't feeling like I was meant to be there. They were always such a great Reference and person to rely on both inside and outside of the classroom. And so that was super important to me actually establishing that connection And I still do talk with those professors to this day, just, you know, checking in with each other and seeing how it's all going. Um, And so I think that was super valuable to me as a student to have those people in my life that were always rooting for me and knew what I was capable of even when I didn't.
0: Our professors are great, great resources and of course, great teachers as well. So before you officially graduated, you already had a job lined up as a brand strategy analyst at Cantar. How did you land that job even before you graduated?
1: Yeah, so I actually um, landed it at um, an event that Lubin was holding actually, which I believe they're holding either this upcoming week. So it'll be one year since meeting the recruiter from Cantar. but um, the event is called the Careers in Marketing Panel. And I believe it's put on by all of the marketing organizations that Lubin has. And so each year, Lubin brings in past graduates to talk about, you know, where they are right now and how they got there. And of course, how Lubin pretty much transformed them to get into their current position. And one of the speakers at this event was from Kantar and she actually brought a recruiter with her. And I ended up speaking to her after the event. And one of the things that she will always remind me of, and I actually just saw her in the office a couple weeks ago, was that I was wearing an orange blazer and I don't know why that always stuck with her but that is the one thing like ever since I started emailing her after we had first met at the meeting she was like I remember you you were in the orange blazer and ever since I saw you in that orange blazer I knew I wanted to hire you that's amazing I don't know why but that just always stuck with her and so basically um when we were first talking you know she was like send me over your resume And I did. And then from then on, we went through four rounds of interviews, a case study. And then finally, I believe it was in January, I was offered the um, full position.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I also want to point out, so we had a Dean's Roundtable last semester. And the guest said that he, he stuck out to the recruiter because of a certain suit he was wearing. And so obviously everyone listening, make sure you stand out in what you're wearing because it can obviously go somewhere.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I right next to my closet right now and just looking in, I have bright pink, orange, purple, bright blue, and green. And I think if you can just find one thing about your outfit that makes you stand out, I think that's really good because people will remember you that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what does a typical day in your life look like?
1: It's a lot of numbers right now, Um, pretty much my day changes every day just depending on what stage of the project I'm working on is in and just a general overview of what um, we do at Kantar. I'm a part of the brand strategy group and so typically you get assigned on to two projects and those can be either a tracking study or a custom study and I'm currently on a tracking study which just means we follow the brand for as long as um, the client essentially wants us to. So I'm on a tracking study for a grocery store client right now. And I believe we've been with them for about two years now. And I think we're looking to renew. So obviously there's a lot of history in the background with this company. And essentially what we do is we work with the client to develop a questionnaire. Then we end up testing the questionnaire and go through a whole data programming process with our data science team. And then we go through our fielding, which is just when we collect all of our respondents. And I believe for this past survey, we hit like 35,000 respondents, which I did not even know like companies did that. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, And right now we're actually in the reporting stage. So we're going through and analyzing all of the data that we collected and putting it into presentations to be delivered to the client. And I believe at the end of November or maybe beginning of December, we will be actually presenting our findings to the client. So that's pretty exciting coming up. But yeah, lots of numbers, lots of PowerPoint and Excel, but it's definitely super interesting.
0: And it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's a long process, right? From start to finish with them.
1: Yes. Yeah. Especially with these tracking studies, there's a lot of moving parts that you have to kind of deal with before you actually send out the questionnaire. So that can definitely be like a six-month time period of just prepping and collecting data and such.
0: In those six months, what is the most challenging part and what is your favorite
1: part? Ooh, I think hmm, one of the most challenging parts, at least from what I have seen so far, is the just the programming of the data. There's like, if you can think of a question like, oh, what's your gender? There's so many different parts that go into that that you wouldn't even think about. Just like the different variables you have to code, um, like how they roll up into each other. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, which is I'm, what I'm still wrapping my head around, but um, that has definitely been the hardest part for me. But I think my favorite part honestly has been the reporting, which is what we're doing right now. I love, you know, going into Excel and going through all the formulas and um, just kind of seeing how the data all comes together to tell a story. I think it's really fascinating to see, like, actually the responses and the information that we're getting coming into fruition to actually help the client out. So that's probably my favorite part.
0: Awesome. What is one piece of advice you would give to a current Lubin student today?
1: I would definitely say to take advantage of every opportunity that you of course have time for and that interests you because being in college is the time when you have to discover and just test things out and see what things that you might like or that would actually give you some fulfillment in your life. Um, I think one thing for me was that I was kind of scared to break out my shell at least in the first couple of months of being in college, just because there's so many different people to meet, the city can definitely be an overwhelming place. But I say to kind of just push yourself outside of your comfort zone and take advantage of all that you can because you never know where things are going to lead for you. I know with the sales team, I was so not into sales. I was like, I don't know, you're just heckling people for money and everything. (laughs) And no one wants to be that person. And then I went to the first meeting and I was like, "Hmm, okay, this could be fun. And then we actually had to audition for the upcoming competition. And I was like, oh my God, it's like I'm acting right now. This is super fun. (laughs) And I would have never known how much I enjoyed that experience if I hadn't just shown up to the first meeting for extra credit, you know? Um, So it's definitely important to take advantage of the opportunities that you can and just try out new things because you never know what you're going to like.
0: And that does it for this episode of The Lubin Link. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We'll see you next time on The Lubin Link.